Here we are for another edition of the Steamers Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 7. It's the Monday Night Sweat. The matchups. Breakdown of Week 2. And me and Scoob were really frustrated today, but we're going to let out some steamers before we end today's segment. Scoob! How we doing, Flubs? Terrible! I'm... No. I don't even know why you came with that positive attitude. Because I feel we, like we, shit, too. We lost, we lost last night. Our takes are looking iffy we lost eagles in a sweat on a sunday night prime time looking almost as bad as we can for national television well no we just got hurt in that game yeah but they're they're, at least in the first half so let's let's just go right into this eagles game because honestly this is this has just been on my mind all day okay eagles are gonna lose 24 20 in atlanta Really shaky first half. A lot of injuries. Alshon getting hurt. Deshaun getting hurt. Jernigan getting hurt. Clement getting hurt. Kelsey going to the wrong sideline. I mean, it it was it was a nonstop shit fest, is what it was. And, and I it, think after last year, a lot of Eagles fans were hoping that this year was different injury wise. And last night was not a good sign for what's to come. So, besides the injuries, I thought we played a great second half. Um, the only things that we didn't do well is stop the Matt Ryan hitting Julio and Ridley, who, which was my take. I said we had to contain Julio, and I thought Julio was going to go off in this game. Two touchdowns over 100 yards, and that's just our secondary got torched. And then that's, Specifically Darby. And that's the problem. is that I thought Darby week one played really well. He just he got he gave up a, um, you know, a... He just, I can't even say, man. He just, he, he got torched on the deep. No, no safety help over the top, and he just got beat. Yeah, to be fair, there were like a couple plays where the safety, whoever it was, didn't play well, and it, like, he was supposed to be over top with Darby covering as well, and he was supposed to have Darby's back, but the vast majority of it was Darby just getting burnt, and he's supposed to be our quarterback number one, like our our lockdown corner. And I don't think that's going to be him this year after last night. it's. I, I don't think we actually have that lockdown number one corner right now that you're saying every game, like, who's covering the Julio Jones? Who's covering the Odell? Like, who who are we sending out there to stay on them and shadow them? Every team, I feel like they're f- picking a corner to do that. And yeah. we don't have that identity still. And it's it's been actually the Eagles' problem ever since Asante Samuel. I mean, It's been like this for so long. And it's wild because we have a bunch of like solid, like seemingly solid corners on paper, but there's not just one that can lock down a number one wide receiver, and it's gonna hurt us all year. It's gonna hurt us all year. I, and I'm, so now, now we're gonna have to look at the fact that when Jalen Mills was playing, he he made plays big time for us in the Super Bowl run. But last year when he was playing, he was getting burnt playing two. Too far back, laid back, not not pressing. And so it's going to be the question, who who is going to lose playing time? Is Jalen Mills going to get the starting playing time that he had before once he gets healthy? So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how our D-back situation plays out. It's just such a shit show. It goes back to maybe, maybe we trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm still all for it. I don't know if he's going to be that lockdown corner, but he could be eventually. If yeah, I, I mean, like he he probably won't be right away, but 
we got to do something. We got to figure something out because that's going to be a problem all year. And I don't know if, like, because another problem is our D line is getting pressure, but they're not sacking the quarterback. So if they're getting away from the pressure, the quarterbacks of the other team, they're going to be able to, like, our cornerbacks can't cover long enough. So if they're not getting home, then. I actually don't feel our defense is going to be the problem. I think that you're right with our pressure. Like, Graham and Cox are getting in there, but they're not getting the sacks that we need. But it's like our run defense has been spectacular so far. And really the only way we're getting burnt is through the air. So we need to – Well, Jim Schwartz is trying to adjust that since we're not getting home with the D-line, he was trying to make plays where he was blitzing a lot more than normal. And that was fine for like a lot of plays. Like it actually ended up getting an interception because of that. But also the fourth and three where Julio scored was on a blitz. So and there just, was no help. Yeah. Like when they just got the blockers there and it was an easy touchdown. And that play was, I mean, it could have, I want to know, could we have challenged that play for pass interference? Cause is that technically a, a pass interference play? Cause it's like a pick or was it just a, a block in the back? Um, I agree so it did look like there was a block in the back there, but I don't think you can challenge that. So it's, yeah, that's, so that's like not a, part of the new rule. That's not. A, I don't think so. So, um, it sucks that they missed that call, but I'm not going to be that guy that's like, "Oh, we lost because of that." You know, what I mean, like, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons why we lost. One of them being, I don't know what's good with our offense in the first half, these first two games. But it looks so bad, especially like Wentz just looks out of rhythm to start games. And I think that the main thing I'm going to point this to right now is our inability to run the ball. Yeah, it it really is not there. I mean, you looked at you looked at the Vikings last week against the Falcons, and it looked like yeah. they could not stop Dalvin Cook for shit. We yeah. have 21 attempts for 49 yards. Yeah, it's awful. And. It seriously, I I'm trying to think. I mean, we're giving Miles well, Sanders ten carries. You're giving Jordan Howard eight. I think one of the problems there too is that I don't know what it is why they like this type of run so much, but they're always running out of the shotgun. So, and that's not what the Vikings did when they torched the the Falcons defense. They were all like Kirk Cousins under center, handing it off or a toss. And I don't know why we didn't decide we wanted to try that at all. Maybe. Uh, Doug Peterson isn't comfortable with them running to the outside like Miles Sanders yeah. and Howard, but they're just running it straight into a brick wall every time. I feel like that that would be Jordan Howard's strong suit too, is that you give him an outside toss and he runs it along the edge. Yeah, I don't and know. Miles Sanders might be a better guy in between the tackles because he's he makes that quick hesitation move and he makes people miss off the start. I honestly think Sanders is trying too hard, like he's overthinking the moves he needs to make. Because he's just like kind of hop skipping around in the backfield, and then he just goes down for like two yards at the most. I don't know. Like he's obviously a rookie, but that's something he has to work. I think he needs to be more decisive. Like obviously you want to make one cut, but you don't want to be skipping around back there, um, because then you're just not making any progress. They're going to get to you at some point. So. It it really hurts me to see this. Looking at the receiving stats from last night, and I don't see, I can't even see Deshaun or I can't see Alshon here because they literally got hurt. In the first quarter of this game, so then we had this going back to like two years ago when Wentz didn't have any options and Jordan Matthews were number. This is like what I'm looking at. I'm looking at it looks like Aguilar, yeah, shades Ertz, of two years ago, or well, Con- even the beginning of last year too. I don't even put this. I think Carson Wentz had a phenomenal second half. I know yeah, I understand did. your point about the first half, but 
for not having his two top receivers and for not, you know, being in a hole. Yeah. I mean, we 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 almost stuck away with this game, and he played a phenomenal second half, even yeah. though he might have got hurt in that. Like, he did. I love that he pours his heart into the games, and he's doing everything he can to win. But um, there's certain play like he, that's just not sustainable the way he was playing for a whole season. Our O line needs to play a much better Isaac Samalo, whatever the hell is Sumalo, Sumalo, yeah. whatever. I've, he had the worst game. One of the worst games ever recorded by PF uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, he gave up two sacks, six quarterback hits. Um, he had three penalties, and his run, on top of that, his run uh, his run blocking grade was just as bad as his pass blocking grade. So here's my question: Is why the hell is Sumalo even still in? The- I thought Big V was supposed to be playing that. So yeah, you got you got. And here's my thing is that not even just that Peters is playing, but you know Peters is older. Like I don't understand why we haven't thought of the idea of trying to play him at left guard and maybe even giving yeah. Dillard more action or or switching out Vitai with you know Sumal. I don't know, but like to your yeah. point, you can't have that, especially against the Falcons. Like that's a game that you know we we're, we're supposed to put up points against them. We're not yeah. supposed to be getting. Our quarterback getting hurt, all of our receivers getting hurt. We're not supposed to be having these issues against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and it's wild too because you don't normally see that many pressures coming from someone that a guard is supposed to be blocking. Usually, that's at the tackle position. So that it's just awful. Like they have to figure that out fast because Wentz is going to get hurt. I mean, he had that play last night, the first interception where he got drilled in the ribs. I mean, I get that it was like effectively a punt, but. He could have gotten hurt so bad. Like you just got to go down there, um, because he gave himself up too much. Like that could have easily been broken ribs. Uh, yeah, and 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 this is going back to the preseason rankings where there, people are ranking our offensive line in the top five and our defensive line in the top five. And it's like I don't feel that way right now. I feel like our offensive line is losing games. We're not winning those matchups, and then our defensive line isn't getting as much pressure as as what I see on Carson Wentz. I feel like. Our pressure on defense is lacking. Yeah. And then I watched Carson Wentz getting hit on every other play. It's like, really? Yeah, it's it, actually really surprising because on paper our offensive line is amazing. Our only hole is left guard. So I don't know. I just don't get how they're playing so terribly. Where we don't have any run holes, so we're not we're not picking up any yards running. And then Wentz is like running around the pocket every single play. He I is mean, back, he's good. though. He's, he's good. He's playing well. Like, he's one of the quarterbacks that can still play well, even with a bad O-line, but it's just not sustainable. He already has an injury history. Mm-hmm. It's we, it's just something we got to figure out. Um, luckily, we have the Lions next week. Um, I mean, that's still not like a gimme win, but hopefully we can start figuring shit out better against – one of the mediocre, if not below average teams in the league. But we need to move on to week three. We need to beat the Lions and we need to get back on track. But well, going hopefully off- hopefully our wide receivers are playing. I don't know what's good with our um medical staff. I mean apparently both Alshon or yeah, Alshon, Dallas Goddard and Deshaun Jackson apparently all had problems before the game and nothing was said about it. So I don't get what the, what's going yeah. on with that. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, we had two big injuries come out today. Big Ben is now done for the season as he had an injury in his right elbow. 
And Drew Brees, with, he's going to require surgery on his thumb. He's out for six weeks. So now we're going into week three. And there's already multiple QBs being replaced. You got Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater. You got the Trevor Simeon now in yeah, for Darnold. Darnold out. Then you got the idea that Daniel Jones might even be, have his chance in the next couple of weeks. And then that's all on top of uh, Andrew Luck retiring before the season. So Jacoby there's a lot Brissett's of stuff. In. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, like a lot of fluidity. Somehow yeah. Fitz, Fitzpatrick is still starting, getting <laughs> yeah, shut out yeah. at home against they the Dolphins. They got to start getting Josh Rosen action in there because they're not going to win the games anyway. You need to get his. You need to get experience for him. Because if that's if that's or even their quarterback of the future, because well, I still they traded a second round pick for him. Yeah, so, so they better well, be giving him a shot. I I agree. He should yeah. be getting the shot at this point. What do you have to lose if you're going to lose the game anyway? And then the idea is, if they this is for Tua, like we said, I hate the idea of tanking, but this is if this is for Tua. God, I'm 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 like I don't even want to get into that topic right now. It's just Tua probably like he he should be scared going into that situation because. I get that, like, some teams tank, but, like, this is just such an obvious tank, and they're making moves to set them up, like, terribly for next year. Like, yeah. it's not even a good tank, so let's I go would back be to, pissed if I was to. Yeah, let's go back to these two QBs, though. Let's go back to Big Ben. So, we have an ongoing bet about how you have the Steelers winning basically that division and who they're going to be better than the Browns' better record. Mason Rudolph's going to come in. This is year two. QB out of Oklahoma State. He was in this loaded QB draft class last year with Lamar. And uh, I can't even name the other QBs. I just literally blanked. Uh, Baker, yeah. Josh Allen, Darnold. Darnold I literally yeah. had a – wow. <laughs> so this was the guy that fell out of the first round, the next best guy. Do you have any confidence in Mason Rudolph to even, even one? Well, I will say what – what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you have any confidence that he can – Win games, he looked good. He, he, did. he got I was his decent. Say, he didn't look, and bad. he kept him in the game against Seattle. Yeah, and but that's also because the Steelers were getting luck. Like they were given a bunch of chance, like with those fumbles at the end of the game. Um, I don't know. Did Chris Carson have two fumbles? He looked. Uh, he was pretty much like giving the game to the Steelers. So I don't know. I mean, Mason Rudolph kept them in the game, but. Um, that's also Chris Carson's doing too. So it probably should have been a blowout if Chris Carson wasn't fumbling. Yeah, and but here's so here's my thing is that the Steelers. My problem with the Steelers is that they have a tough schedule this year. Yeah, and their secondary is their weakness right now, and they're going up. They're going into San Fran next week against Jimmy G, who looked really solid this week against Cincinnati. And I, yeah, it's probably I'm, an L. I mean. I, I I had this idea that they could start zero and three because the Seahawks wasn't an easy challenge, but you had to, you had them in Pittsburgh, and now they take a huge loss on offense. You take take out Big Ben. I don't know. I I really think that this is uh this is not going to go well. Yeah, I mean it's I mean I'm just going to say now it's over. Like, you they think don't it? have Big Ben? Yeah, Big Ben is so valuable to that team. But I will also say I I honestly think that there's probably something wrong with him. In both games, like this wasn't just an injury that came out of nowhere. This was maybe something was aggravated, and then it just—I don't know what exactly what the injury was, but I think it might have been like the breaking point there that game because he didn't look like himself either of these games. So I want to bring up because there's two ideas that we've had for the Steelers in the last 
couple podcasts. One was the Minka Fitzpatrick trade because their secondary looks like shit. Yeah. And the reason I want to get into that is because do you think Big Ben is going to retire now that he's done for the season? It's hard to say because, I mean, I don't know. Did they come out with exactly what the elbow injury was? It's his right elbow, which is your throwing elbow, which means if you can't throw with your right elbow, that's going to be a huge, huge yeah, impact. I'd have to see what the injury entailed, like what it was, what the rehab's like. But, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to predict if he's going to retire or not, but it does almost feel kind of like an end of an era type thing with him where, I mean, they – Lost first two games of this season, gets injured, season-ending injury. I, I, I don't know. kind of just feels like a passing of the torch thing. So, yeah, and that's my maybe point. Maybe the Steelers is, are even like, yeah, like, thank you. Because if, if they don't believe in Mason Rudolph, and you're not going to make this deal for Minka, like, they, they might as well preserve their picks and try to hope that they can draft a QB or be able to move off to draft a QB, but you're going to need that first-round pick. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Maybe Jalen Hurts. You never know. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that you get to see Mason Rudolph this year, and if you see some good things, he might be a guy you can roll with for a couple seasons. But I don't know if anyone has that vibe right now. I mean, he was drafted pretty high. even Like, he was ranked pretty high. He was drafted pretty decently. Yeah. But it's going to tell you – I mean, they, got, they have a tough schedule this year, so it's going to be hard to evaluate. I just don't think that in this position now, I don't think that they should be making a move or giving up picks – and maybe just play out how the season rides. Yeah, I mean, I think so. The next two games they have are at 49ers and at home against the Bengals. I think that those are both games that they should definitely try to win with Mason Rudolph. See what happens. I don't think they are though. I don't, I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm saying that they should try, like, because you never know. Maybe Mason Rudolph starts lighting it up. I mean, that's not likely, but I I don't see why they don't try. But if they drop these next two games, it's they just because they're gonna. I think we're all gonna pick even them if they drop this game. week five against the Ravens. I think we're gonna pick them to lose. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. So at best, you're looking at two and three four games, and then they play the Dolphins. Like, geez. And then you got Rams. I mean, Browns. hopefully they can beat the Bengals next week, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Steelers might be done, but yeah. one of our picks for the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Now yeah. you got. Teddy Bridgewater for six weeks. I am going to say this. I don't think the, the Saints are going to win their division. Because not – I honestly – like, I'm going to say this. Like, I think that going to Teddy isn't even that much of a downgrade. Because I said this before the season. I think Drew Brees is – towards the end of last year, he was, dro- his, he was dropping off. He looked tired. He looked older. He barely throws the ball down the field. Like, everything's short. So, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously it's a downgrade going to Teddy, but I don't know how much of it, like, how much better Drew Brees was really playing. And to be honest, I don't know how great the Saints really were, especially on offense anyway. So, I don't know. I have two things to say. One, the Saints got robbed in that game against the Rams. Oh, my god. Walt Anderson, he's still a piece of shit. But so you think they would win? If no, they I'm not got saying they would win, but that touchdown was a momentum play. And it was it was, all right. We're gonna have the lead on the road. Our defense just made a huge play. You know, it it, it it's crushing. And I, I I think that one, that that play was a huge decider on how the Saints play the rest of the game. But in regards to Bridgewater and, and the, his ability to probably carry this team, 
the one thing that I was seeing yesterday, and I know the Rams are a decent defensive line and pretty decent defense. Bridgewater's decision making, it's he looks like he's holding the ball way too long. And it's making me like I'm gonna debate on some of these defenses playing against him because if he's holding the ball that long, he's gonna get sacked or he's gonna make a bad decision. I don't know. I I didn't like how he looked. He made some good throws, but I did not like how long he was holding the ball for, especially when you have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And they didn't even use Kamara yesterday. Kamara, yeah, had a really awful game. So I, I'm, I'm seriously thinking that uh, I'm kind of with you. I don't think the Saints are going to be able to do it. Yeah, I don't think so. And, I mean, I can see Drew Brees toughing it out and playing um, earlier than six weeks maybe because that's just who he is. But I, I need to see more from Drew Brees. I actually – I'm not very high on him right now. Um, I don't think he's been playing very well in maybe his last like five six games. So, so I I'm I honestly I think this is the Falcons' division to win right now. I think they know that and they're going to be really coming for that top spot. I don't and you never know. I mean, what what if if, if Teddy can keep them? Let's say three and three or how many games would they, so they're going to play six games, right? Yeah, if he can go I mean, three and just... three and keep them at least around, because I don't think it's you need more than ten wins to win that division. I think that if you get ten wins, you're you're pretty much going to get that division. So the, here's the next six games for the Saints: at Seahawks, at home versus Cowboys, at home versus Buccaneers, at Jaguars, at Bears, at home versus Cardinals. So uh, the Cowboys game is definitely going to be a huge huge hurt, but I mean they. The Cowboys are on the road the way that you just need your defense to show up that game. On the road against the Seahawks, that's going to be tough. At home against the Buccaneers, they should win that game. I don't know. Buccaneers looked pretty good last week against so, the Panthers. Yeah. That's not like an easy win. And then at Jaguars against that defense, Minshew. Minshew! I don't know, I don't know dude. I, I could see at best them going 2-4 and four the next six games. That's like at best. So, I mean, we have to look at the Falcons' schedule too. But I just, I just see that as a, the Falcons' division now. Yeah. All right, let's move on. No more backup QBs. All right, Scoob, we're gonna do it again. Some of these picks, they were very debatable. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Let's roast each other here. I want, I want to hear. How how you doing after you, after your week two picks? All right. Well, it's not looking too great right now for the on the deadlock segment. Um, we can start with uh, my Lockie Lockerson of the week. That Bears Broncos game was absolutely wild. Um, a lot of shit going on at the end of that game. Uh, so I took the Bears minus two and a half. Um, they almost covered minus two. Um, I actually had a little bit of cold feet after that game. I kind of was liking the Broncos more, so I was kind of upset that I picked it as my Lockheed Lockerson. Um, but yeah, uh, lost that one and then moved on to the Chargers game where if they just had a freaking kicker. Or maybe they shouldn't have 
played on the road. Maybe they should have had their star running back, and uh, you know they weren't all banged up. Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't even know how many freaking field goals they missed. I think it was like three and maybe an extra point. Who knows? But that was awful. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know what to make of my locks anymore. My, my wallet is hurting. Um, but good news is tonight. Hopefully, you guys got the Bears or uh, the Browns. Jesus. Um, at minus two, I think it's up to minus six and a half now. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I might still take the Browns minus six and a half. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a tune-up um, game. I think the Browns are pissed, so we'll see what happens. But um, hopefully, you got. I got it. The Browns at minus two uh, after I did the podcast. So hopefully, I have one winner this week. Um, but yeah, we're gonna play a clip of what I said about this Bears game. Here it goes. I I haven't decided which one's my lock of the week yet, but that one is that the TJ Lockinson. That might be the Lockie Lockerson fucking Lockinson for this week. Um, Bears got ten days of rest. They look embarrassed out there. Matt Nagy's pissed for sure. He's gonna have that offense looking a lot better. I don't know about the Broncos. I know it's hard to play at the Broncos, um, mile high, but uh, two and a half points, that's really not a lot of points to give up. I, it's a field I'm, goal. I'm, if only it was minus one and a half. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that was I not felt, a lock incident. I felt really good about that when I was recording it on Wednesday. Got to Friday, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, Broncos – uh, there's just a lot of shit that I, I started to reconsider. I, I just stuck with it, and it was lost by a half point. Um, tough two losses there. Um, that that Bears game was a wild ride. Yeah, um, but what about that? What about that Chargers game? Is there anything you really want to say about it? I mean, because you didn't have any faith in the Lions. You really didn't, dude. I don't know what to say. Like, if they just if they I know they were using a punter, but like these field goals weren't hard to hit. They should have covered that easily. Um, also, Eckler had two touchdowns taken off the board from penalties. Oh, he also so, fumbled on the one yard line. And then he, yeah. So, yeah. So after he got a touchdown taken away, a couple plays later, he fumbles on the one yard line. So that's just such a tough loss to have. I mean, I'm sure the the Chargers are pissed. Maybe maybe they look to Gordon. And they're like, maybe we'll give you the money. Yeah, maybe they need yeah. maybe they need their running back. Cause I'm but, sick uh, of Eckler. So between the Bears, uh, I mean, they won but didn't cover, and that was just a wild game. Everything that happened that game was freaking nuts. And then the Chargers, just bad break after bad break. Um, yeah, so Wallet's hurting after that one. Uh, let's hold out hope on the Browns game. That's all, I, that's all I can say. All right, let's recap this. Let's just get it over with. So... Not all my picks cashed out this week in FanDuel. I said that if you were going to take a top QB, if you have the money for it, I, I like all three, but it wasn't my strategy to take one of the top three. If you did, congratulations, you probably won some money because that was where you needed to spend your money this week. Mahomes, 31. Watson only had 12. And the only guy I paid up for was Watson after I saw that Yannick Ngakwe was out. And Boye thought Watson was going to light him up. 
Wow. That was. And then Lamar. Lamar had 31. So 31, 12, 31. I took the 12. Shit. My one pick that I was going to ride this week. I was going to ride Big Ben. What the hell? Three points. He gets hurt. Done for the season. Should have just took Allen. I mean, I, I I said Allen too. He was actually my probably my best pick that I said. He was you got to figure out your quarterback. I know, man. dude. James, I'm not even over the James Winston shit. And then Big Ben. And then Josh Allen. I I took Josh Allen in a lineup. He had 22. He had he had a good game. Stafford had 17. Derek Carr was a letdown. He only had 12. Yeah, I, that, that was a shocker. I don't know how they played that well on defense. That he, that whole game was a shocker. Yeah. You got. You, it's 10 nothing Raiders after the first, and everyone's like, goes a commercial break. Everyone's in probably shitting themselves in Oakland. And then first play of the second quarter, Mahomes, bomb, touchdown to Marcus Robinson. Throws four touchdowns in the quarter, 28-10. Then not a, another point was scored in the rest of the game, which is mind-blowing thinking that both teams are putting up – there's 38 points in the first half. Yeah. So that game, I was just – but the no one pick wasn't too bad, was it? Minshew. Was it not? What? Minshew was it? He wasn't. How wasn't, many points did he have? It's sixteen. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess. What was it? Was yeah, I guess that's not too bad because it's a really cheap, cheap play. Still, so. the way you won money this week is if you took Mahomes or Lamar, and then yeah. you wrote because. We're gonna find out why taking Mahomes or Lamar made sense when we get to the next position. Yeah. So, looking at my running backs. Holy whiff. Did Hol- you whiff on all these, too? No, no, no. I whiffed on my, my top one. My top one was Kamara. I said you could oh take Saquon. God. I liked Saquon, but I I was I was riding high on Kamara. I'm getting a little concerned about Kamara. So, for- the only thing that I will say in my defense is that Sterling Shepard, I believe, was ruled out middle end of the week. And that's when I started hammering Saquon. Yeah. So, uh, Kamara, I liked his matchup. I thought that this was going to be a game where he's just going to have to eat. Yeah. And they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. Aaron Donald had a freak game. Aaron Donald looked amazing. Yeah. So, Kamara only 6.5. That was a huge letdown. Kind of that, that had me silent on the couch all day. Derrick Henry, he had 16. That was not a bad pick if you took him. The other bitch that was at 7,500 was also Eckler, who had 20, who also ruined my fantasy day because he had 20, and he beat me in Yahoo Fantasy as well. So, Sony, you had a touchdown, 80 yards, no catches. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. And then Gurley. I mean, I, I liked Gurley. I liked his matchup. He ended up getting his touchdown. Again, I, and I, I don't know what to do anymore. It would have been better if the game was closer, if the Saints could score more, but they just didn't need to use them that much. I'm really worried about next week because it's now that I'm seeing this whole running backs are playing full drives, the Rams are on like the 20-yard line, and I don't see Gurley in the game, and and he's not, he doesn't even have his helmet on. So it's t- it's telling me that they're, they're literally telling him you're not playing this drive. And now I'm getting, like, next week I'm going to be nervous for Zeke too. I don't know if I could take Zeke or Gurley anymore with that trust if, like, I uh, need 25 points out of a running back. Yeah. Um, what, the Cowboys play the Dolphins, right? Yeah, and so that's that going to be, be a 
That could be a Pollard week. It could sure. be a Prescott week. I mean, I might just take Dak and say, screw it. I don't know if I want to take Zeke. He's yeah. a, he's 100 cheaper than McCaffrey next week, and I already, I'm already going to stay away from it. And then some of my cheap plays. So, Breda, dude, how does every running back on the Niners, that the guy was on the practice squad literally like 10 hours before the game, <laughs> and he gets two touchdowns. Yeah, that was the ultimate vulture game. Breda, Breda had 140 yards. I won't lie, though. It was entertaining to watch him vulture, and you're just dead silent. Because he looked, Breda looked amazing. <laughs> they were showing highlights of Breda, like, making, like, six people miss, getting, like, a 50-yard run, and then you see this this doofus come in off the sideline, helmet on. He's like, am I in, coach? What am I about to do? Oh, I'm on the one-yard line. I'll take a touchdown. Greed was on suicide watch for a little bit there. Yeah, God. <laughs> then the no one pick of Chris Thompson. I mean, he just didn't get his yards. He was getting some. Yeah, I think he had five catches. So I mean, it wasn't. It was worth a shot at some point. But I mean, Breda was only three hundred more, and Breda had double the points. So Monster was a good play this week too. I'm I'm mad I had him on the bench in both of my fantasy leagues. I didn't I might think lose. about. It. I thought Breda was just gonna get twenty carries. I might lose this week because I didn't start Monster. So let's look at the receivers. So I didn't take I didn't take Hopkins. Like I said, he never really had good games against the Jags, and he didn't. He was a letdown this week. If you took Hopkins, sorry to you. Yeah. Adams and Thomas. I mean, they had mediocre weeks, and so did so did Juju. And I think this Juju went down to just how Big Ben played. I mean, I thought Juju was gonna have a monster week, and Rudolph hit him for two big catches in the second half, but he didn't get his touchdown. He only had 11. Yeah, I also said that I like James Washington this week, and he only had two catches. So that was a that was a huge miss there, on the yeah. on the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I don't know. <laughs> but looking at some of these other guys, I mean, Amari Cooper had his touchdown. It wasn't a bad price, but I mean, he didn't go off. Cooks revenge game. He had 15. That was good. Yeah. John Ross and and I took Boyd a lot. They both had. Pretty good weeks. John they, Ross saved whoever played he him. Got a vol- he, had, he got literally got this under garbage a minute time touchdown. Left in the game. Yeah, did not matter at all. And he Tyler got Boyd, 60 yard touchdown. Tyler Boyd has a monster game, just doesn't get the touchdown. John Brown, he had double digits. But I know I said Marquise Brown Shark, and they both had good games. How about the no one pick? I said it. I said Mr. Paul Richardson. He snaked yeah. in a touchdown in there. Um. I think he had like 13 or 14. He had he didn't have a monster game, but he caught that touchdown. He took him for 4,700. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just so cheap. Yeah, and, and this is this is what this is why we two sucked. You ready for this? The leading receivers in points for week two: Demarcus Robinson, 32.2. He was the week winner this week. Emmanuel Sanders, 23.3 against Chicago. Yeah, no one would have guessed that. And then Kenny Galladay, who you guys were all so That's high my on. Boy, you, you were so high on the Chargers. That's my boy, he had twenty one point seven. So these none of those guys over seven thousand had the most points at receiver. This is why I stack running back, and then I'm. This is why I might just take my QB high and just take Mahomes or Lamar, because seriously, it if the if the under seven thousand receivers are getting thirty to twenty points. What is the point unless you get you know Hopkins is going to have 150 and two touchdowns? It's it, it it's no it, there's no reason anymore. <laughs> so, and then tight end kid. I mean Kelsey had a um, 
Kelsey, Kelsey had his game. He got his 20 points. I mean, if you took Kelsey, you, you were locked at tight end. But everyone else, I you know, I felt good about most of the tight ends. Did you pick Lockie Lockerson? Was Lockie Hockey Hawkinson? No. I, I actually did not take him in a lineup. I thought that he was a, this, like if that was what fit your, your price, you took him. Because in the main lineups, I either took Kelsey or Waller. And Waller had nine. You know, he's still, I hope his price didn't, it, I don't think it shot up over 6000 so he's still worth looks. He's got a tough matchup next week, but I mean, I I said you had to take Kelsey. I was thinking about flexing him. I think that you had to take Kelsey. So if you did take Kelsey and you took one of those top QBs, you didn't listen to my receiver top plays, but you went down low. The running backs was, you know, you just had to take freaking Eckler and Saquon. Or Dalvin. I didn't say Dalvin, Dalvin but I'm going to take yeah. Dalvin next week. So, And then, the, and then the, the real decider, and I said Bears, they had a decent game, but the real decider of the week was if you had the Patriots yeah. stay or not. Thirty. How much was it in Fanduel? I got thirty nine out of them. They they had thirty two in Fanduel, I believe. Yeah, I don't know why it was thirty nine in the North Penn League, but thirty nine so, points. Yeah. So just honestly, that's why Week Two sucked. Is that defense had the I think the like the second most points of any player in fantasy. So there you go. If you want any money in Week Two, hats off to you because. I'm not picking defenses to score 30 points. Yeah. I don't know who is. I love how this week of the recap was just us shitting on our own picks. Yeah. I shit. <laughs> I just took. <laughs> Hopefully a, it's not sh- like this the rest of the week. No, it's not going to be. I'm going to have a bounce back and I can't wait for it because week two, it's Walt Anderson week is what I'm coining it. It's going to be the Walt Anderson week. Dude, between us making terrible picks for this week and the Eagles losing. It was just a shitty Monday. It really was. I felt pretty shitty going into work today. Well, I'm ready for week three. I'm already ready for it. And then we have this Monday night game with... Is there anything else you want to say about the Browns and the Jets? Are you even watching this game? Yeah, I'm I'm watching this game because right now I'm down 41 points. And Campo's team... Is all secured. He already has his points. No one else is playing tonight. And I have Baker and OBJ. So I need 42 combined points from them. We're back on the locks. Yeah. Lock it! <laughs> so I think I'm just going to double down. I'm going to – I mean, I already took Browns minus two, so that's good. But there's also an odds boost on FanDuel. Look out for this. I mean, hopefully you guys take this. It's Browns win – and OBJ scores a touchdown for plus 70 odds, I think. So, And it's That's a f- max bet of 50. So if you throw 50 on that, I don't know what it is. It's like maybe like $80 you win. That's a good bet, I think. I think OBJ wants to get a touchdown back, back, in, New in, York back the, in New York. He has great, and I'll tell you right now, when I have done research in the past on OBJ, he's always had great primetime games when he's on the Sunday night or Monday night. Yeah. So... It's the primetime game back in his old stadium. Didn't score a touchdown last week. And he had that whole controversy with the watch. I think he has a big game. I'm not I don't know about Baker. He needs to show me more, but I'm definitely no. sold on OBJ this week. I'm I'm sold on actually on, on Baker too. There's no Mosley and no Quinn Williams, so Oh really? Yeah, so they're two of their best defensive studs are oh out. The God. only they're only they have Adams, they have Tremaine Johnson, and they got Leonard Williams. I like 
I can't name another. Oh, I think they have Marcus May. their other good player on their defense, I know. But that's what I'm saying. They're hurting. I Same. need Njoku to score under five points. Book it. Not ha- He's not getting under more than five points. And if Le'Veon wants to take a seat tonight, I already lost my team that has Le'Veon. So, Le'Veon, you you take Just, that rest. Yeah. So, you think you think I'm going to get the 42 points? I'm feeling a big night at Baker. I think Baker's gonna throw three touchdowns. Prime time, just let and I and I I do like the bet with I I think Odell Odell's got to catch one. There's no so, way yeah, he's not. I'm doing that bet. I'm gonna be sitting on my couch sweating. I have a separate what? I have a separate bet with Campo about who wins this week. So hopefully I win that too, and then I'll get Browns minus two. So hopefully it's a great night. Yeah, maybe maybe Monday is just the bounce back. It's just gonna tell us that week three is gonna be good. Yeah, hopefully. Well, um, thank you for listening again. Follow us on social media at Steamers Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll have Greed here send you off. This was Steamers Season 1, Episode 7. Green Scoob signing off. We'll see you on Thursday.